0: Um, do you, i mean i don't mind we, we can start and um yeah,
1: sure. if,
0: you, if you want and uh when when pfo shows up he, he shows up <laughs> um yeah, sorry I who
1: mean, was it, who,
0: up yeah yeah no problem who was it on the uh, stone day account again sorry i forgot to, forgot to take the name. yeah
2: no worries this is perma
0: uh, nice to meet you thank you for showing up as well i appreciate it
2: absolutely happy
0: to be here man great great well i mean um let's kick start the the you know, just kickstart kick the podcast. Um, I think if both of you just introduce yourself really and, and sort of let my listeners know, you know, who you are, what you do uh, within the project. And I think that's a good place to kick it off. Ladies first, ABO.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So my name is ABO. I'm the co-founder and lead artist of Stone Ape Crew. And we founded Stoned Ape Crew in Solana Summer 2021. Um, together with PFO and he actually approached me two years ago um, because he wanted to do a cannabis-related project. I've been an illustrator um, and I was always into NFTs and he asked me to do um, stone flamingos (laughs) Um, and I denied. (laughs) Um, But I really love the idea of creating characters um, since I have a psychology background um and so um we started this project and it yeah quickly exploded and we've been building since 2 years um since then and um yeah we have our our project Ape crew we have built payleaf as well and the waffle platform Money.
0: great and um have you done the art for all of these things um yeah. was it is it all your art cuz it, yes. it's really good so yeah, no, Thank you're a very man. good artist, very
2: talented. <laughs> Thank
4: and you,
0: uh,
2: Perma, what about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm Perma uh, right now with uh, Stoned Ape Crew. I just joined uh, in the middle of the summer, just uh, a, a couple short months ago, and uh, sort of helping on everything from, you know, a little bit of product strategy uh, to social media campaign and uh, just general marketing strategies but um been working full time in web3 since around like february or march 2022 and um it's it's been a pretty crazy ride obviously uh over a year ago was a much different time in the market and um you know I was working with a lot of different projects and and um and even just uh some some web3 companies but um you know really happy to be here over a year and a half later and and getting to work with um, with someone like like SAC, someone that's that's been you know really a driving force for a lot of things that have happened in the market, and um, and someone that's you know really just one of the like honestly one of the most OG collections that exist currently today, and uh, yeah, just super happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. And uh, do you mind if I ask, what was your background
0: before you, you know, before you're working with these projects and stuff? How did you did you have experience with this sort of thing
2: in like Web2? Yeah, not so much in Web2. I mean, I I ran my own video production company for about four years. And then after that, I was working with the uh, United States federal government as what they call a video information specialist or visual information specialist. And, um, you know, sort of, while i was while i was working with the government covid hit and it was um it was 2019 and and i was working remotely and just trying to see like what else i could do in the meantime cuz working remotely during covid i'm sure we all experienced it was uh was pretty draining um so i actually bought my first cryptocurrency solana back then and um and really got into just like very general blockchain technology and um really didn't even find like my first nft until it must have been like november 2021 and um pretty shortly thereafter sort of discovering what what nft communities are again another thing i had no idea that existed um and since i was working remotely it was it was pretty easy to sort of get really small, like odd jobs in the space, something like community managing or even just like moderating. And it was really fun getting to to meet a lot of people. So I, I sort of crept into the Web3 space slowly over the course of maybe like two years. And um, once I got a job at Exodus Wallet, uh, which is a big like Web3 wallet company, um, I uh, I decided to make the uh, the full-time switch. And need I ask? Do you prefer it? Honestly, I definitely do. Like when I said, web, uh, like remote working during COVID was was kind of draining. It's it's almost like the opposite now that I'm doing something that I don't necessarily know exactly exactly what it is, but it's almost like getting to work in like this this cutting edge industry like that is blockchain and Web three and and whatever else you want to refer it to re- refer to it as um but yeah it's 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 obviously really different like working with people all around the globe and syncing up your schedules to to sort of be able to to work towards the same common goal it's it's never going to be like the simplest task but it feels super rewarding when you find a good team such as stoned ape crew or or some other teams that i've worked with and really be able to work as if like you guys are best friends and have known each other forever. Um, and, and at the same time, you've never actually even met each other IRL. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's been a really special experience and, um, I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything else. That's for sure. That's great. That's great. And ABO, uh, what about your background
0: before all of this? You you mentioned, uh, did you mention your degree?
3: Yeah. So I, um, I've been working in a corporate background. Um, I've been studying business psychology and I've been working in marketing and HR in large companies before. And it gets extremely boring at a point. <laughs> um, and so I started to freelance. Um, I actually never learned to draw, Also, so. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was supposed to do consultancy for companies, but instead, I just draw it <laughs> and also um i ended up to do freelance work for these companies then which i still my clients and um yeah i i uh, pretty much created a um, agency focusing on visual storytelling and illustration beforehand and i've done graphic recording um so graphic recording is to draw live during events so if you for example, I also did it for a podcast. So if you would say something, I would just draw live in that moment. Um, and so I got to know PFO a few years ago, and he approached me uh, in 2021 and asked me to yeah, to co-found a Stone Ape crew together. And I was super interested into NFTs, but I really wanted to do it in a team. I didn't want to do it alone um, because I just really enjoy working with other people, and I also think that it's it's very brave to do one-out-of-one one art, actually, um, because you are completely on your own. So, yeah, we started um, Stony Pro together. And beforehand, I was a freelancer and worked in with corporate background before.
0: And was that your first endeavor into Web3 as a whole? Like, had you... Uh, invested in it at all before or bought any NFTs prior to founding a,
3: a project? I I've, i mean, I've been into cryptocurrencies since 2017. Um, I pretty much threw my whole uh, student life savings into crypto <laughs> in 2017 um, because I thought you have no kids, you don't have a family or so, so you can just play and, and learn how to invest um, and I really enjoyed the idea behind cryptocurrency and decentralization as well. And that's why um yeah I started to do that. And if you if you love to illustrate and draw, it naturally draws you to NFTs as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and did you say you still do your um, artwork for individuals on the side or is this now are you full time just into this?
3: So I still have my clients. I still do um, freelance work, but it's mostly B two B, so very boring stuff. <laughs> um, and in my web free stuff, uh, in my in my web free job, I mostly draw bunks and joints. Um, and in my boring web two job, I, yeah, I do very complex um, illustrations and infographics, actually. Um, and I, I don't accept funny stuff because I have enough funny stuff in my web free stop job. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, l- moving on to that, I guess, you know, the, the, uh, the artwork itself. Um, can I ask what the, you know, what is the inspiration behind it? How, how did you sort of come up with what you've, you've come up with here? And I'm, um, I'm assuming that you yourself smoke weed, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so when I started, um, I, <laughs> I, I created a group to study uh, stoners. I have like I have like six or seven friends, um, that are exactly representing the apes we have. Like I, for example, have, um, gamers, and there people that are people like doing sports and smoke. People, artists, businessmen, <laughs> selling weed, um, and we really wanted to break the stigma around cannabis. That's why we created the roles as well, in order to to represent the different face facets um, of smoking weed. So we are not only um, we are not just lazy stoners. We really do stuff, and it's very really important for us to, to break the stigma around it. And it was incredibly important for me to not go into this typically, typically cliche office donor, um, to be just lazy, because we are so much more, and the whole culture behind it is so diverse. Um, so I studied these and collected trades, but I have to say that most of our community trades, are be- like most of our trades are based on community feedback. I would say about... 80 or 90 percent of the OG collection is just based on community suggestions and feedback, and it's for me super important to to build a collection um, and to draw based on yeah on what the community um, tell you because we are all just more yeah just more just smarter than the individual, um, and I think that's also the superpower of NFTs to really be able to. Um, to get feedback from our community and build art based on that.
0: Yeah. And I think you're correct in saying about breaking the stigma of of weed. Now, obviously I said earlier, I'm in the UK, so it's actually illegal here. Uh, So anything I say is just allegedly, okay. This is allegedly maybe possibly true, false happened. I don't know if the government's listening, I'm innocent. All right. But there is definitely a, a stigma there. Um, I know people, I have allegedly partaken myself for many years and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's, uh, it's definitely frowned, frowned upon in, I think certain areas of the world, right. Uh, are, are probably more open to it, especially in like the U S and, uh, you know, the Netherlands, stuff like that. Um, but here in the UK, it's definitely still frowned down upon, uh, you know, by the older generations as well as, um, yeah, the, the government, I suppose. Um, so I like, I like the fact that, because realistically there's some of the most successful people I've met on here are are stoners, right? (laughs) It doesn't mean that you're lazy or, you know, it doesn't mean any of these, these stereotypes. It's, um, it's a shame it's like that, but hopefully I think it's probably going to start going away as the, uh, younger generation come up and sort of make it more normalized. Um, now before we actually talk about, you know, more in depth about the project, um, I'd love to get your your guys' opinion on the sort of current market sentiment, um, and and your thoughts about the space at the moment. Um, you know, obviously it's been quite a tough time recently, and uh, it probably will still be tough going forward. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on the sort of uh, future for NFTs going forward, and uh, and and where we are at the moment? If you if you can speak on that,
2: yeah, it's um, obviously a really great question, um, and I always think it's a difficult one to really answer like what is the future of NFTs look like? Because I think, right, like if you look back a year ago or uh, let's say like a year and a half ago, right? Everything's sort of honky-dory and everyone's sort of finding ways to make money and all of this other all of this other stuff. And you know, for, for a project like us, um, where truly the main goal is has been working towards um on-chain utilities. Like I think that that's really sort of our bread and butter, and and sort of where you know I personally feel the uh the space is going to to move towards, right? Like NFTs as they currently exist are uh, kind of like you were saying about just like marijuana in general for like the general public. Uh, NFTs to the general public is frowned upon, right? And so, how do you make it more um, palatable for them? And I think to provide like, you know, real world use cases while incentivizing people to have your NFTs is is really like one of the, the best ways to sort of move forward from here. Like we've been focused on um, on providing products that people can actually use, not just our holders, but for the ecosystem in general, right? And if you look at, a lot of other projects that have managed to um, to succeed through the bear market they're truly like doing very similar things right like mad lads has the backpack wallet clean is basically building a design studio and and you know there's obviously a trickle down through a bunch of other projects but you know the people that are actually building for the future are the people that are successful right now and that's really something that we've been working towards since 2021 so while the the bear market is incredibly tough and things are relatively tight the mission plan just it it really doesn't change all that much right like sentiment and funding obviously changes here and there but um you know the main goal of of providing products to the ecosystem was really the game plan all along. And and it's still where we are today.
0: Yeah. And, and how do you feel about, um, the stoned apes being able to make it through this bear market unscathed?
2: Um, I mean, truly, I don't know that anyone is, is technically making it through like entirely unscathed, right? Like, um, you know, I think everyone's, um, like, every project is experiencing their ups and their downs and their sideways together. Um, but, you know, the prospects of making it out, uh, I, I personally feel have never really looked better. Um, you know, forget any sort of market action that's been happening over the past, like, couple days even. Um, right? No no sort of, like, price speculation on that point, like, r- with regards to the Soul token. But I don't know. Like, there's... I feel like now more than ever, there's there's something to look forward to, right? The bear market has been really deep so far, and a lot of people sort of feel like we're climbing out of it. And regardless of how uh, any individual one of, of of our team members sort of feel about it, the inevitability is is that like we this market is going to or this sentiment really will subside at some point, and. Again, just like we we are heads down building, like we have so many things that we're working on, and so like any any of this outside noise is really just going to sort of encourage us to to continue pushing forward, if anything. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the future and and think it's uh it's pretty bright for for the NFT ecosystem in general.
0: Yeah, I hope so as well. I, I hope that is the case. I think it will be. Uh, all these things will probably come to pass. Um, but speaking about the future, I'm going to throw it back at you and actually say, um, or I'm going to ask you really how you guys dealt with the something from the past. Obviously, Solana um, and the FTX situation. Um, did you find that affecting you uh, your project sort of quite negatively in that time with all the the fud surrounding that? Abo, you'll uh,
2: you'll have to answer this one.
3: Um, I think that, like, I mean, in general, the whole market suffered. But um, I don't see that we have the project really suffered from the FTX crash um, in terms of one of our projects. Um, But, yeah, PFO just joined, so maybe he has a different perspective on the FTX crash. Um, I think that every time we we are building something and we are starting a new project, we always try to think how this could, like, one time merge together with the Web2 world. And since we are also really building products that um, are applicable in the real world, um, we really think, like, how this can can merge, and I think that that's really important. Um, And not just being stuck in the Web3 bubble all the time. but yeah, PFO, Money would just ask if the FTX uh, crash um, had a big impact on us.
4: Hey guys. Ha- so-
0: Hello. Wait one second. One second, PFO. Before before you answer, sorry. Hello, welcome. I was just wondering. I was wondering if you could, uh, because obviously people are going to be listening on the podcast. Like what? What's going on? They're going to be able to see what's going on. Um, PFO has just joined, and uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Apologies, hello. Sure,
4: (laughs) no worries, no worries. Um, Sorry for being a bit late. I actually had it on my calendar for half past um, six. So, um, sorry for that. Um, But I'm here now um, and thanks for the invitation. First of all, I'm PFO, one of the founders of the project and currently our lead developer. um, So everything with the code and also being the one coming up with the strategic concept in the beginning. And thinking a lot of what we did and, yeah, leading, um, leading Stone Dapes for the past almost two years now. I actually worked on it since August 21. And, yeah, it's been a great ride. Um, I'm right now really focused on pay leave, which I think we'll get to talk about as well. And, yeah, nice to be here.
0: Yeah, great to have you, and I'm I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, Abio did say about the calendar thing, so it's no no problem. Don't worry about it; these things happen. Um, before we, I, I was going to ask about uh, Solana and the FTX situation, but I think before that, it'll pr- probably be good to um, maybe just hear a, a bit about your background as well. Maybe pre, um, you know, pre Web three, were you? All, all about the coding and stuff back then as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, I actually been a lead developer for a fintech in the payment space previously, and yeah, I actually been researching layer 2, on Ethereum and and Bitcoin, and then came into the favor of Solana in, in the research uh, work that I did, and yeah, that also what drew me to Solana actually um, in the beginning, and. Yes, so I've been working as a lead developer, but I've always been on, at the intersection of of developing and and products. So I've been product developer, so designing as well and coordinating things with UX designers and thinking about the product vision of where you want to go and making things easier and building products that people need and want to use. So from a psychological level as well as a like economic level. So I think you're well around Max.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, if I asked you as well, what because if I'm right in saying then you you contacted ABO about the artwork, right? Yes, yes. We've
4: been working at the same company for a while, and Anne has been doing a lot of the illustrations, and I just loved the illustrations at the time. A few friends of mine and I started Stone Apes in like in an apartment, and we just like like three of friends living there. And so I had the idea and I had another friend who's also a developer joining in. And then I got to be in contact with Avo for the company and then just things clicked. We want to do this project. Um at the beginning it was just like, hey, there's no real like weed community in NFT, so we want to create a weeded community and had some cool ideas because we have been developers in terms of like staking evolution, everything like that. And then at the time it was like, okay um we now need some art and we want to do really good art, and we want it to be evolving and um need traits and we need an artist that we can work with together uh, on a longer basis so basically finding an artist co-founder instead of like just contracting someone and i just remembered i'm doing this cool illustration so i reached out to her ask her and at the time she didn't have experience with like creating characters but as it turned out, you
0: had a real talent for for doing so. So. Yeah, and I think that they, they look amazing. So it's, it's definitely a, a job well done. Um, now, before I, I jump back to the... Great. Yeah, great it is. I love I, them.
4: Yeah, same here.
0: They are good. <laughs> um, before I jump to the question, I was... Um, midway through, and I, I throw throw that one to you. I'm just going to say, if everyone listening live, if you do want to repost this space, uh, feel free. Feel free to delete it afterwards uh, when it's finished. But we'll help get some more eyes and ears in here while we are live. Now, PFO, what I was saying um, was pretty much obviously, uh, you guys have come through the time of the FTX collapse um, and the sort of Solana fud. And I know very recently, obviously, all over the timeline, people are talking about Solana, you know, oh, it's back, it's back, you know, it's $26 now, I think, or something very close to that. Um, I was just wondering how you guys sort of dealt with that at the time and whether it had sort of any effect on you and whether you were nervous perhaps um, about the future of that when, when that occurred.
4: Yeah, I mean, actually, it's, as you know, it's a bear market and it's uh, it's very hard to, like, deal with those kind of things. And then especially you working on the chain that's been part of big time, but like we never doubt that there is like a great community behind Solana and it is as it shows. It's a, it's a great community. And there's also uh, so many amazing people. So I never had any, like, you know, i know never had any doubt that it will come back, but at the time it's just hard because obviously as an NFT project, you're, uh, while you build up your business and while you try to build up products, your primary income sources is on-chain for royalties and launching those mechanics. And sometimes you answer fees, but all the things that you earn is basically in the underlying asset, which is Solana, and the underlying asset going down to a price point of $8 is hard because you, you just have a lot of more uh, operational funding If you earn it at like $100 Solana, $200 Solana, then at $8 Solana. So that's the, I think the biggest impact that just while you scale up a business, the operational income is not like, it's not that high. Um, So we obviously needed to do reduction in terms of like our team. We had a pretty stacked team at the time and now we are a pretty slim slim team again which feels great because you can operate very fast but uh, it just costs time to like like cut down on people and also it's it's hard like personally i never needed to like you know fire anyone so it's hard to like uh reduce the team or um tell someone that you like can't pay them anymore so that's i think that's i think the hardest the hardest part about everything because obviously you need to conserve the money that you have if you believe it's a long, it's a long bear market. And as it still shows, it's like still a long bear, it's still a strong bear market. There's a lot, not a lot of volume, and like we're building up our business where you also need to invest money. And so all of this costs time, and you know we have been building technology, technological products like Paydeep, and uh, investing in building up those. And it's just. You know, it's just hard to like then, to then sustain a big team, and you need to save money. And I think that's was the biggest impact in in the terms, and you need to manage that very well. And I think uh, that was actually the biggest impact around FTX, but I'm not sure. Like FTX definitely was a part, but overall, I think the bear market uh, started for FTX already. I think FTX was just like the, the last like step
0: to like really crash it down to be honest yeah and I, I i never really thought about it like this but obviously web 2 companies if if, if you're working with cryptos their their you know price valuation can fluctuate a, a lot more than just the price of a dollar you know what i mean um, which must be harder to deal with for a web 3 uh, project and, and company you know what i mean so um, no but yeah, i mean obviously definitely. you're you're still here so it's you know you're doing a good job at slimming it down and uh keeping things moving which is nice to hear
4: yeah uh, and sometimes it's the beauty of it of like having a small team because you now can focus on on like the quintessential parts of of what you do and operate very smoothly and and like everyone going back to a maker schedule everyone going back to just focusing and producing output instead of like managing and i mean i like it i learned definitely a lot of things the next time we are doing a hiring wave as well um but i think it's just things that you learn overall in business but also things that you um learn when you're young so you know i'm just 24 so it's for me there's a lot of experience to be made when you when you do those things and when you like first hire people when you manage people and when you especially in a remote work session. Like I managed people before in a in a setting of in an office. But it's I think way easier to manage people when you're in an office than when you manage people remotely, especially with all those different time zones that you have. Like we have people in South Africa, we have people in in Ireland, we have people in the US, um we have now with Perma who's at the Stone Dape big shout out to Perma, who's a great guy um working from Las Vegas. So it's like nine nine hours difference apart. And sometimes it's a bit hard, but overall it's also great to connect with so many people all over the world and be able to name them your friends. But in the end, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting world and we, we need to get used to it. And, um, uh, I'm definitely, I definitely love, um, for example, working with people in the same time zone as well. So, um,
0: this space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.
4: Yeah, for development, I think it's the best thing to just be in one time zone. Um, but uh, it definitely helps also with now with spaces. There's so many p- spaces going on the yes time zone. It's just great to have um, Perma supporting us as well with spaces while we are basically where it's midnight for us or 2 or 3 a.m. in the night. It's hard to attend those spaces I mean, we did in the beginning, but you can only do um, spaces for two or three months, and then you like get burned out if you if you always are in spaces at two, three a.m. in the nighttime. And yeah,
0: yeah, and it's it's amazing to hear that you're 24. Uh, we're the same age, <laughs> so you're doing great. To be honest, mate, um, I think I, I couldn't imagine having to run a project well as big as that myself. I wouldn't have a clue. So you are clearly uh, doing good for yourself, and it's. Uh, it's inspiring to see someone my age doing something so productive. When so many people, I feel like our age, aren't doing much productive. Uh, they could be doing more productive stuff. But, um, uh, before we do speak about the, well, I'll get you to speak about your, your I project. That. Fully, no problem, man. Um, before you do dive into that, I I, I kind of want to spread a bit of love around the community, and I, I want to ask you guys and any of you. Um, of is there any other projects out there that you think are doing things right and that you are, you know, uh, glad to share the space with? Because I feel like it's always good to, you know, acknowledge one another, especially in times when it's quite hard, like now.
4: Yeah, 100%. Uh, there are a lot of decent communities out there. Like, like obviously, like, the name that everyone is, like, saying right now is Pachi Penguins. Like, they are obviously great. Um but to focus on Solana, I think like obviously Clenosaurus doing an amazing job. We have been deep, we have deep connections with the guys from Cherry Rescues, and I know Carlos from Cherry Rescues is really working his ass off, and and I talk to him almost daily. So he's a great guy. Uh, big shout out to Cherry Rescues. I think they're in great hands. Same with Clenosaurus, like. Top notch people working, coming from the from the entertainment industry, producing top notch work, and then doing what they do on Solana. I think they will they will all surprise us. Um, or oh, I think it's pretty clear, but some people are still not convinced, and I think they will surprise everyone a bit. Like I think people still have too low expectations. Um, then big shout out to Tom from Tayo, like. He's a beast and he's working um a lot. And I know how hard it is and he I mean he did pilots but he never really minted anything and it's like he just he's just also I like, think very young, he's just twenty five and he just wants to do a lot of things and I think he now found the balance of just focusing on the right path and not like taking more on yourself. So big shout out to him. And then one one like smaller run up. Is actually Fox, who is like big in SSC community, um, who is doing the time turning gym clubs. Uh, like big shout out to him. He is doing a great job for a very small community. Uh, so really love what he's doing. And then I, I just want to highlight as well. For example, we have the nuke tapes, and there is there is Pooing Cat who is running the nuke tape up club. And I just love to see what they are doing in the sub community as well. So there's like a lot of people showing up and like one guy that I also want to mention, and it's not another project, but it's, it's like in SEC is remedy, who I think has his hand up as well. And he is just one of the key members of stone apes and also part of the team and doing a lot for us on the, on the cannabis side. And yeah, just great guy. I mean, we can bring him up and maybe he wants to talk a bit about what he's setting up right now. I don't know exactly what I'm allowed to say. But...
1: Good afternoon, everyone.
4: Yeah, it's just phenomenal work.
0: Hello, Remedy. Hello. Hey, how um, everyone doing today? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. And uh, welcome up. And uh, yeah, I mean, what, what I'll do is I think if you can tell me about what you're doing, but let me just comment on what PFO said first. And then I'll jump to you. if That's cool. Um, PFO, yes, very good uh, projects. You name there, uh, Clayinosaurz. I literally spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. I had them on the podcast. They're great. I agree. Um, they're doing some cool stuff. They're, they're really nice people as well. Actually, I spoke to Andrew um, and Cab, and uh, yeah, no, I think they're, I think they're doing cool Andrew's stuff. Great. Yeah, he is. He is, and. Um, yeah, if anyone's got time after this, go. you should go check that out. It was a good episode. Um, yeah, and we'll jump to uh, Remedy. Did, did you say you were doing stuff to do with the cannabis side of uh, Stone Ape's? Because I think that would be quite interesting to hear about.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me up. Uh, good afternoon, PFO, ABO Yellow. I see everybody down in the fam there. Um, yeah, I started out a while back. Uh, maybe, what, a year and a half, two? I don't recall anymore. But um, I had a, an idea that was similar to what PFO was working on for Payleaf. And uh, we just merged some knowledge with his expertise. And uh, he just drilled it down. And so I test out Payleaf a lot. And I actually have um, pretty soon two cannabis uh, shops in the Virgin Islands. We're getting ready to open another one here. I'm out here working right now. Um, on Friday the 13th, it's going to be... a uh, it's called puff valley and um a portion of it goes to sac and the sac x community which is our sub for the the people who hold 10 or more sac or a million puff and uh been been with them for i don't know how long now pfo
4: i think we've been we've been closing contact since over a year now yeah I yeah think I think August, so well I, over a year I think at the time at the time Paley released I think that was last year September you then reached out to me and then like I think there was always like somewhere someone between us like we never like directly communicated basically there was always someone between us but like last year I think almost like one year ago almost like oh, September it was we then connected finally and directly and then just clicked because like Remedy had similar thoughts about creating a payment protocol for, for cannabis, which we did with Paytief and we had the technical expertise to do it. And now we're just trying to create something special with his expertise in the space and our expertise in, in technology. And also, I just want to highlight again, the path where he of is opening up. And actually a part of the equity is going to this apex community of people that hold 10 or more apes, which is phenomenal. And yeah, I think it's the first time that a sub of a project is actually owning a company, a part of the company.
1: Right. So I didn't mind uh, me and the co-founder, uh, just Kav, He holds the iron mic uh, stone Ape. Um, we agreed that we would give, percentage i think it's a total of 10 percent, if i'm not mistaken i think it's five and five um two yes. stoned ape uh you know proper and then the sub dial so yeah i tied my web two business uh, you know my business irl business into web three and supporting the community um yeah i'm gonna do something probably some airdrops nfts things like that to give those holders like uh you know off or something, just true utility of holding. Um, Everybody talks about utility, but I personally haven't seen a lot of it out there. So I just decided to just make it myself. And with PFO's technical ability, his foresight, his mind, brilliant mind, um, Abbo's creativity and artwork, the team, Yellow, Jordan, I mean, everything just comes together and clicks. And that's why I'm only kind of tied into them and um, time traveling chimps with Fox because he's a, he's a phenomenal um, founder as well. But that's kind of where I focus on my energy. Um, I was retired Marine Corps officer, uh, now found cannabis, have a degree. I'm a consultant for uh, three or four companies. Um, so it just fits perfect with my IRL where I wanna be in life and just the the crypto, the tech, and just leading and cutting edge of the forefront future. Um, and to be a part of it, you know, personally meeting PFO and ABO and the team. I love going to the events. I traveled to Barcelona. I think it was in March for uh, spanibus. And then we went over to Germany where uh, PFO, PFO think took third in that for tech at the grizzly house. So it was great. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just so hyped to be a part of the team and everything I do from here on out in, in IRL business will benefit uh, the SAC and Stonegate community. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, we have. Um, I'm based in nearby Berlin, and um, back then the last hacker, the the last largest hacker fun in Solana happened in Berlin, at the build station. And um, as you know, remedy is based in Virgin Islands, and he flew all day all the way to Berlin to work with us. Um, on the pitch, and we actually also won the last grizzly fund, Um, we won the payment back with with pay leave. And we are ex- extremely happy to have somebody on board who has such a l- large experience in cannabis, um, and especially also on the legal side, uh, since it's so important for us to, yeah, to to get the things right in this area.
0: And uh, I think we've heard a lot about PayLeaf, and um, I, I haven't allowed you to speak about it openly. I think maybe uh, PFO or whoever would like to really. Um, give a pr- proper rundown of the project and the, and the payleaf and ev- everything basically, um, so the podcast listeners can get a good idea of um, everything that's being mentioned. Um, I think that that would be a good time to to do so now, and I think it would be really interesting to hear.
4: Sure, one hundred percent. Thanks a lot. Um, so on the payleaf side, what what is payleaf? So payleaf is actually a payments protocol that should allow anyone to send money anywhere so it's it's pretty easy um and it's actually a gateway to web three i would say so and with that we want to solve one of the biggest payments problems in cannabis in the u.s which is that you can't accept like credit cards and you also have a problem with debit cards and we just want to make payments in general easier in for the cannabis market so How it works in the cannabis market is the new version that we will bring out soon is that you go to a store and you pretty much, even if you don't have a Paydip account, you scan a QR code you can log in with Google and you top up your account with credit card. And in behind, you get USDC. But you don't even know you're using crypto. It's pretty much like we're just operating on the layer of blockchain, but nobody needs to know because just the way we're doing it and then you send the money the merchant receives the money and then he can offer the money uh we are working then with can with cannabis friendly banks so banking partners who allow us to ramp the money from ucc for a merchant to his bank account so basically someone can top up his wallet from a credit card pay the merchant and he gets the money to his bank account and then like as you would normally would do from a visa, like get weekly payouts or however it works. And that actually allows us to, to, for the first time, make it possible to pay with your mobile phone in those cannabis stores. And you can do a lot with that. Like, Obviously, you can do them build on top of that reward programs. You can build loyalty programs. You can build things, for example, that you get discounts. You could also think of tying in like NFTs, for example, Stonway members, get a general discount when they pay in cannabis stores so there's a lot of possibilities with paid that makes sense now to you and by the way what's what's the name how can i refer to you oh, Sorry just for not just uh, you
0: call me rich it's my name <laughs>
4: okay
0: yeah uh well it's richard but i'll I just name money rich I, th- I thought it was vaguely interesting and more fun than rich um so yeah just call me rich it's all right. There is one thing I wanted to ask, actually, as someone who obviously is in the UK, so we don't have any of this. We don't have any cannabis shops, right? Um, You just have a dodgy bloke on the corner. Um, But in in where it's legalized, right? Why is it that uh, places might not accept a credit or debit card? Then, like, what is the weird like thing behind that? I I don't really understand. If it's legalized, why would there be
4: some sort Uh, of stigma there? So the the thing is that that it's not legalized on the federal level. And cannabis is, like, categorized as a high-risk category by those, like, payment companies. And so they don't accept it basically on a, on a, on a processor level. And so you can't just use it in normal.
1: PFO, you're right on. Exactly. Um, cannabis in the U.S. is classified as a Schedule One drug, which is um, – states approved it yes but the federal banking does not allow cannabis transactions so you hit it right on point
0: oh so it's like sort of the powers above the state level that are stopping it if, if because obviously it runs a bit different here so it's just me trying right. to understand
1: right. it, it, correct it, it it almost it almost mirrors uh what some places or regions do with with uh, crypto yeah, you can have it here, but you go to the next country and it's not authorized in their uh, banking system.
0: I see, I see. Well, that makes sense then. So it is definitely a, a viable use case, which, um, which actually sounds quite interesting. And I guess as well, it, it, I should imagine it almost helps onboard more members into the, your community, right?
4: 100%, 100%. Sorry, I, I think I also want to answer the question, but somehow my airport's cut off. That was
0: muted. Uh, yeah, I thought I wasn't sure if you had. I think it stopped at a very good point, but I wasn't sure if you had done it on purpose. Luckily, uh, Remedy jumped in anyway. <laughs> so it's so all right. Perfect. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, you did a good job of it as well. Um, Right. Uh, let me ask you as well after Payleaf, do you have a, a long term vision or are you sort of um, going, you know, moving with the flow, uh, so to say?
4: I think like Payleaf is actually a long term game, to be honest. Like, that's um, like, what is their. Like I, I do think like what is that created to be built than uh a payments app that make payments around the world easier and where you as a community member get like great benefits of that. And obviously like our community obviously then get the benefits and the aha I see our community is then like a network of people that um like control this state of what this payment processing capability can look like. Um,
0: Do you plan on sort of advertising it um, like very broadly at some point, maybe to try and, you know, hit the the sort of normies who aren't necessarily into crypto?
4: Yeah. yeah. And, And no, that's actually the thing. It's because you can, for example, you can like just log in with Google and set up your PayLeaf account. So you don't, you don't really need uh, a wallet or you don't even need to know crypto so basically how i see it is um, for example we in the europe in europe don't have any like venmo or similar things especially in austria um so i how, how i see it is that you could even build a thing where you um, top up your account with a credit card you have 100 dollars in there and you owe someone 20 dollars and you just drop him a link and he claims the money signs up with google again and bam you have a new member for your for for your like payments app. And like so that's why we want to make onboarding as easy as possible. And I think cannabis is a great vertical of starting out and growing our user base because there's a payments problem. So people are more likely to get onboarded. But down the road, by gamifying it and making it easy with a cool referral program to onboard people, we could roll it out to product spectrum and not only cannabis shops but also other shops that want for example to save on fees because like one great feature is that our payment fees are in general around a percent which is way easier than what you have for other like credit card terminals so it's way easier for uh, it's way cheaper for a merchant to accept pay leave than another payment capability or payment processing terminal or pos so i think that's why it's also great and why I think there's more spectrum and then you can really go into the direction of, I would say Venmo for web free, where it's just easy to send money around without any fees involved, and yeah, it's just also great to get people on board. and also, I uh, we don't have those restrictions like you can send money. In. For example, Venmo only works most in the U.S. and some other countries, but it doesn't work in Europe, so. With us, there would be no restrictions. I could send someone money in, I don't know, any country like Venezuela and someone in Venezuela could send it to someone in the U.S. So um, I think there is a great market for international payments and national payment processing. And then, for example, you send it to someone in Venezuela and he can get the money out of his account. Um, So there's a lot of things that you can do with this and build global payments. And there's definitely uh, a lot of payment problems in, in international payments. It just, I just think it's easiest to start in this niche of cannabis and grow there, and then do other things later on.
3: Yeah. And, um, uh, sorry, you you just asked like how can we also reach out to normies. Um, so we actually used PayLeaf during our last treasure hunt. We part we have partnered with the largest ham fair here in Europe. Um, it's the Mary Jane in um, in Berlin, and it has like 30k visitors. And we hosted an NFT treasure hunt there, and onboarded 1,300 normies with PayLeaf and using PayLeaf and compressed NFTs, um, and also partnered with the big larger with five largest um cannabis brands at the fair so yeah we 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 actually already onboarded normally um with payleaf and people just logged in with google got their very first nft and we never got like i never experienced a situation where people ask so many questions about what is an nft and what 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 is crypto um what can i do with this what is solana um I think that um, overcoming this burden of, of wallets with PayLeaf, is like it sounds small, but it's pretty huge because it's so easy to use now.
4: Yeah Yeah, that's and, amazing. And you could also think about it like there's so many like DeFi protocols out there as well. So for example, um what if we now have a customer base of ten million people through cannabis? Or let's say one million people through cannabis that use payleaf suddenly we brought more people to solana than there are currently on solana and now we can even for example introduce them to i think like for example like yield like yield farming or or lending or other other types of things that you can do in DeFi, and that you can also do from a from a payleaf account you don't need to learn about wallets, and you don't need to buy crypto at coinbase and then send it over you just need a payleaf account, log in with Google on top of your account and have access to D5 suddenly. Like there are so many use cases that you can then use it. And that's why I say it's the gateway to Web3. Um, it can be. I mean there are other options as well, but I think it can be can surface that in a great fashion.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a, I think it would be an amazing gateway. And obviously already proven to work by uh, what what ABO said. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it. It's very intriguing to me, and I think it will probably do very well in the future. I, I look forward to actually keeping up with that and and um, seeing how you do with that. Um, let me just double check with you guys how much time you've got, because obviously your your calendar thing was messed up, so I don't know when you've planned. It's a
3: Planner for. 6 so we have 30
0: minutes to go okay cool that's what I was thinking I was like okay I don't know what how it's balanced um but that that's good to know I've got a few more questions if that's right actually I think I'm gonna bring perma back if he's here um, and I, I wanted to ask about your your branding actually just you know how you've gone about maybe growing the project in the community um and yeah like your your sort of tactics behind that and maybe going forward I don't, I don't know whoever wants to answer that whoever's best suited
2: yeah like in terms of branding i mean um you know that was sort of something that i that i jumped into alongside people like abo and pfo and and even yellow at times will like help us determine like what we want to do but you know we we're also one of those um those projects that's really fortunate enough to have a really strong community already like really from the start and ever since um really just just had people to um to really ride the wave with us and and help us push out like all of our content which has really always been been super helpful and i mean if you look at any projects right you're always growing from within especially like um at any point after your mint right you're no longer really solely um Focused on, you know, hype-driven content. Unless you're, you're maybe someone like D Gods or, or or something like that, and and then I think that you know we've sort of seen how that type of thing goes. But um, you know, in in terms of um in in terms of our branding, I think like maybe one of the newest things that we're doing is is coming out with with our our brand book and and our Green Print initiative, where we're opening up people. Or, or our assets to be able to be used by uh, the community and the ecosystem and really working on driving um, our brand awareness across different industries by landing on um, on different types of products with uh, with our own Im- imagery or, or our own stoned apes and things like that.
0: I think it would look – I'm sure someone's probably already done this, but have they used the stone apes image on any – uh, packets of or brands of, of marijuana yet
3: yeah so uh we hosted an event last year in las vegas and uh no sorry in LA, <laughs> and um we launched our first butts there we also have moon fuel uh, which is our cbd brand with vape with vape pan and um cbd oil We actually work together with um, TNL. It's one of the largest medical um, cannabis hubs here in Europe to produce this line. And we also partnered up with our Sigma partners um, and have our own strain. It's it's a mixture of um, OG cash and amnesia haze. And there's also an Ape on it. And we are currently working on more packaging with them. Uh, with licensed apes on it, and of course we have our, also have our queen print. So we just released it, and our community members are able to just go and run with their own projects. For example, we have Johnny, who like our apes. Um, one of our trades are beanies, and he just produced beanies in real life, and and they are also completely sold out and super comfy. <laughs> so he just um. The Wabini Dao, produced beanies himself, and also sold them, um, which is for, for us really great to see. And also, actually, what Remedy t- um, taught is also like a product of the community, that he's um, launching in a real-life Puff Valley store, which is incredible to me, because we built the storytelling around stoned apes, and it's, it's just insane to me to see in a real-life store opening based on that story.
0: Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think it's a really good brand to use as well. I think it would look really cool with all this stuff. Um, and also, you've mentioned a few times about these uh, IRL events. I- I'd love to hear a bit more about that if you if you could uh, speak on those. I know uh, you're at Hacker House, right? Uh, not long ago, and then you you mentioned the treasure hunt as well. Um, and there's Breakpoint coming up, and I, I think these <clears throat> these events are obviously good community building sort of experiences. And I'd-, I'd just like to hear a bit a bit sure. about them, really.
4: 100%. So, the thing that I can tell you about is like, we actually had some really great events. Like last year, we had um, our own event in LA with 1,800 people attending. We also had people outside, and it was the great launch of our like first train. Back then, it was the big, a big LA event. We had a presence from another guy called Rich, actually, Roddy Rich, um, playing air which was amazing for, for our community and just a great event to like, kick off and launch and then the, the second thing was our event in New York we actually sponsored also the Magic Eden like, Yacht Party that, back then it was actually like on a boat not really a yacht but uh, yeah we had our community attend with 50 people there we had our own event at, at Tau in New York for NFT NYC last year and had even like a small like lunch. We did the small lunch this year again, which was great, like a community lunch for people in the, that attended NFT and in the Sunday community to connect. And we also had our Amsterdam party, which we planned from the beginning and it was a great event. And it's actually happening, happened at the same location that where Breakpoint is happening this year. We just granted like, I think two halls and they now have the whole place with like 13 holes. But wow, it was just great to see that they now have the same, uh, the conference at the same location that we had our thing. And at Breakpoint, we also host a side event. I, can, I think we can finally say we will have a sunset cruise for our community to attend. We are linking up with Chelly Rescues as well for that. And there will be a sunset cruise. It will be amazing um, for everyone, Stone Dapes and Nuke Apes to come as well and yeah we have been also a lot of like cannabis conferences obviously we want to bring our name out there we have been at Mary Chain we have been at Cannafair there are other conferences happening in um, very soon and there's also there's also the build stations so we have been to one build station we have been to the Hacker House in Berlin recently where we have the, the chance to link up with a lot of investors to pay leave had the chance to be at two panels. I was a speaker at the pay, payments panel. and also spoke about uh, at the art panel at the hacker house and I had the ability then to pitch in front of people at the hacker house as well for pay leave. And yeah, so we we are attending a lot of events, trying to get the best out of it and connect with people from the ecosystem. I think it's just uh, the ecosystem has so much to offer and it's also uh, we just need to establish ourselves more. First, we did this through like own-host events, but that's uh it's very great, and we want to do more of that. We just want to do it more cost-effective, and at side events to those like major events that are already happening right right now with Breakpoint. But yeah, I think there's just a great outline, and I think there's nobody on the that is even coming close to the the type of events that we have
0: yeah and i think it's uh, going to these besides
4: you, monkey die monkey die obviously everywhere
0: yeah 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 well I, I think you know for you to attend these actual cannabis events as well is a good play um one that may, maybe people might not have thought of but it's obviously you're onboarding a whole new audience as well and you've got a whole new sets of eyes and ears every time that you attend these yeah, things
4: 100%. and um, we have a stand at those events and we, we show our show our brand that I can I can pin a video up there that I recently uh, shot um, and posted actually. Um, so yeah, and also like as I said, we partnered with, with Mary Chain for the Treasury hunt. So we literally partnered with one. Uh, we literally partnered with one. I can pin some things up there from some real life events um, from the stage. Um, we, we literally oh this one. This is this is it, the last one that I pinned where we had a big, big stand, I think like eight hundred square feet stand. Um in partnership with this like sea producer obviously. And yeah, we partnered actually with the one of the biggest cannabis fairs and the biggest cannabis fair in Germany for this treasure hunt. So it's like not only like we're trying to do like this at our own stand, but we're literally partnering with the official host and and hosting those restaurants.
0: Yeah, they, they, those stools look amazing, by the way. Like that is that's the thing that's very intriguing. Like if I if I was walking past, I would check it out. You know what I mean? Um, and th- I'll have to put some pictures up uh, so people can find it after <laughs> when listening to the podcast, because obviously they're not going to see it. But trust me, it looks amazing. And this leads in nicely, actually. I suppose to a question, but also it's it's kind of like, I I wonder whether you could drop if there's any alpha, but have you guys got any plans for any any merch coming out soon? Like any of your own stuff? I know we mentioned, obviously, you've done stuff before. Is there anything coming up?
4: Yeah, we are are planning some limited merch drops, actually. Um, But yeah, it's still in the plans and there's not a lot I can say. Um, But yeah, we're always planning to do something.
0: Um And to yeah. to lead on from that as well, if I may ask, uh, what would you say your last sort of goals are for the remainder of this year? You've got a few months left. Is your main goal to just focus on these events that are coming up, um, or you know, is it just business as usual?
4: Um, no, it's actually not. It's actually not. We're actually planning to do something very official at breakpoint. And also release Payleaf version 2 while we're at Breakpoint. So um, that's the offer, and it's not business as usual because it's one of the biggest things for us. And we also will host a case study for Payleaf in one of the biggest cannabis stores in the US, in, in New York, in Soho. And yeah, it's just there's a lot coming up for Payleaf over the next month, and it's going to be a great month, um, October, and then the release. And we also have Space missions coming up, so
3: it's literally over a
4: year ago that released Awakenings, which was our last on-chain mechanism where you could expand path to transform your ape. But now this year, still like space missions will be coming out, and yeah, there will be there will be a new way of like gamified rewards. It will be very cool. So
0: you space. say sp- space missions?
4: Space missions. So we had the rescue missions in the past. Which have been majorly successful for us, uh, where we released nuke tapes and back them. Like I think we reached like the floor of hundred Solana, and like space missions is just like uh, using that concept, gamifying it more and making it more intriguing. Could and- you
0: just explain to the the people listening who may not uh, know what that is? Just a quick, really quick rundown of what that was.
4: Yeah, basically rescue missions back then was you sent out two apes on a mission and you needed to spend puffed for them to go on a mission and they came back with a nuke ape and nuke tape ape was also a limited uh, collection of 4,200 pieces that you can only get by doing the rescue missions. And yeah, space missions will not be that simple. They just send out two apes and you get something back and it's not a new collection, but it will be gamified the staking, it will be gamifying rewards. There will be also brand partnerships involved. And it, it will be a cool, very cool thing for our community where they can it's almost like a game with rewards only for the stone and the new tapes.
0: Amazing. Well, I think that you've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. And I, I hope that we've covered everything. Is there anything we haven't covered today that you'd like to mention that I may have not, you know, that I may have missed?
4: Oh man, it's I think it's been a lot. Our next thing actually will be not anything that we that we talked about today, but we've developed this platform, Monet, where we service over three hundred communities and we will soon drop the Monet rewards, uh, which will be great for everyone using Monet if you used it yet. Um, it's an it's a platform where we had over two million u s dollars volume, right? I think until now don't don't name me on it and it's a community platform with over 300 communities using it and we soon drop one of the biggest features that we have been working on for the past two months and yeah that's first so it's first money time and then we will uh, focus very hard towards breakpoint and pay leave and space missions
0: I can tell that you, you're all working very hard because you've got so much going on, and it's 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 actually really good to see. It shows that you're doing, you know, you're putting in the work and the grind behind the scenes to make these things happen, and it's it's amazing to see. And I can't wait to keep up with it. Actually, I'm going to make sure that I um, keep my eyes open and see what you guys are achieving this year, and and going into next year as well. Um, but I'm all out of questions now, so um, I, I think it's I'm, I'm happy to wrap it up. If you are.
4: Yeah, 100%. Thanks a lot
0: for having us. Yeah, I appreciate ha- having you all on. Um, before I do, obviously, let me just say to the people listening live thank you very much. If you do want to follow the podcast, uh, I've linked it above. It's uh, swipe to the right. It should be there. Um, I do these ev- every week. So I-, I release them every week. Um, I've got a load of good previous guests and I've got a load of good ones coming up uh if you check my pinned you can see that and yeah uh, just the more followers the better really it's slowly but surely getting bigger and bigger and hopefully we can help bring some more eyes and ears into web 3 through the through the podcast itself um and obviously if you do enjoy the episodes do rate them five star that's if anyone's listening or anyone live because it helps push it out there and hopefully then like I say more people will come across us and uh, help help the communities grow so yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys say where you know where everyone can find you, um, your your Twitter uh, well, X handles, or wherever.
4: Yeah, sure. Um, just check out those profiles. Check out at Sunday Crew. Check out at PFO underscore SCC. At check out ABO underscore SCC underscore Artist. So check out those profiles. I uh, would be amazing for anyone. Um, listening to the podcast, check out the Sunday Apes, and if you liked anything, just come to our Discord, ask a question around. We'll be there, and yeah, you can also DM me on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, and if you're, if you're into cannabis, if you're into shops, let's link up. Um, there's always a lot of things we, we can do together.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you all for attending, and thank you PFO, ABO, and also PERMA. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's been really, really interesting. have a a good evening thank you, (laughs) have a good evening or morning, wherever you are, everyone's everywhere so have a good day see you all